Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 62 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we're in part two of our series, What is Memory? Last week in podcast 61, we discussed short-term and long-term memory. This week, we're discussing memory and nutrition. Would you be surprised to hear that there are certain foods that may boost your memory? Today, we're going to discuss those foods. Today, we're going to discuss those foods. Welcome, everybody, to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today on Podcast 62, we're going to be discussing memory and nutrition, and our professor is in the house. Welcome, Dr. Kell. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everybody. Um, But before we get started, let's do the quote of the day. Happiness is nothing more than good health and a bad memory by Albert Schweitzer. Oh, that's great. I like that one. It reminds me of one by uh, Steve Wright. Uh, says a clear conscience is usually the sign of a bad memory. <laughs> I like both of those, you know. It's, uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> um, but I think it's true in a way uh, because if you're someone who constantly dwells on the, uh, uh, and we've all had them, bad experiences in our past, uh, mm-hmm. it kind of wears on our happiness, doesn't it? Or our feelings yeah. of, of peace. Uh, Yeah, it's like you're second-guessing yourself, or you said something, you don't know how it was taken, you sit there and think on that one thing that you said, versus like the other 20 things that went great, you sit and dwell on it like, gosh, should I have said that? Did that come out right? Uh, Did they take that the right way? You know, like, memories are the same way. It's like, oh, gosh, why did I do that? Uh, Versus like, oh, that went really great. Think of all the other good things that happened. Yes, reminds me of a a show that uh, Ingrid and I like to watch now and then although we just finished it we never really paid much attention to it when it was actually being uh, aired but we've gone back and and watched it now is how i met your mother did you ever see those that series i didn't watch it much no oh it's, it's hilarious they uh, it's kind of a it's, it's a little crude it's a lot crude in in certain ways um <laughs> but not not terrible gross humor but it, it's a you know it's comedy and and there's a character on there um and I can't remember all the actors' names, but he plays Barney. And uh, um, he's this carefree guy who t- just reminds me of that. He, he always seems an up and happy type guy, but he has no conscience either. <laughs> so he like, uh, is, is kind of like a player with women and, and always taking advantage of women and, and all that. And, and that, But it doesn't seem to bother him, you know, where you'd think he'd be someone who, you know, I'm sure that kind of a person eventually in life go what i was such a bad person i'm so you know just used and abused people but he had no conscience so that can play a part you know of being happier but but it's true i mean that's kind of what what we do here in our office with the emotional therapies is helping to disconnect those bad memories so that uh, you don't have the triggers that weigh you down and affect your happiness and and help you cope with today in a better way so what is it about? Like how he's meeting all different women's mothers? Oh no, there, there's a char- another character in the show who basically the series runs for nine years and uh, he it starts out with uh, Ted who's telling his children how he met their mother and they're older, they're teenagers and they, uh, so each episode is kind of like a comedy around all the different women he dates and then there's a group of people, in the, it's like five people in this uh, uh, group and uh, two of them are women, three of them are men and and their experiences in their life. One couple's married, and 
and uh, one girl is not, and and the other two men in the series several times date the one girl who's not, and even one of them ends up even marrying one of them at one time. But anyway, the point of that is that it kind of goes through happiness and memories and all the interactions of people and how we all interact and affect each other and in in our emotions and in our happiness. So it just reminded mm-hmm. me of that about him not having a conscience. I might have to watch that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Probably would find it funny. Anyway, yeah, uh, like I, th- I think humor shows are far far better than. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's good to laugh. Humor is much more healthy. You know, the action shows I like those too, but uh, they get the adrenaline flowing. But they're really not that healthy physically. Yeah. So anyway, today we're talking about nutrition and memory. Just thought I'd start out. There's a, there's a article I like uh, called "Boost Your Memory by Eating Right." And it's at uh, health.harvard.edu. Starts out at saying, uh, before you cut into a big T-bone steak with French fries, here is some food for thought. Research suggests that what we eat might have an impact on our ability to remember and our likelihood of developing dementia and Alzheimer's with age. Take that steak you're about to slice into, for example. It's loaded with saturated fat which is known to raise blood levels of unhealthy, low-density lipoproteins, or LDLs, cholesterol. Other kinds of fats, such as trans fats, do the same thing. LDL cholesterol build up in and damage arteries. We know that's bad for your heart. There is now a lot of evidence that is also bad for your brain. Your vascular system is going everywhere, right? you got to have blood going to your brain, to your heart, to every aspect of your body. Uh, mm-hmm. All those nutrients traveling around in your brain, they're providing uh, those nutrients to all the billions of cells, trillions of cells in your body, and keeping everything functioning. One of the problems is when we eat poorly, it spreads around uh, bad things throughout your blood and things like uh, cholesterol building up, placking in your arteries, causing your arteries to clog. They can break off and cause embolisms and and strokes and all kinds of things. Well, guess what? It can also affect your memory. So poor eating affects memory. Can you relate to any of that, Nikki? You know, one of the things we might also mention today is environmental connections. I know you had some issues in the past with being exposed to things. Maybe talk about that a little bit, Nikki, if you could. Yeah, when uh, when we lived in the crawl space home, just being exposed to moldy air breathing that in um i had a lot of brain fog and if i'm exposed to chemical fragrances um like we were just staying in a hotel on our trip for my daughter's volleyball tournament and every time i'd walk through the lobby area they pump a fragrance in there Mm. and i just i feel foggy when i get that in my brain for whatever reason i breathe it in it gets in my bloodstream and then it's like i'm slow like things just aren't moving quite right yes. versus like I'm at home in my clean air environment. Um, I'll, you know, I just feel better. I can definitely relate to that. <clears throat> and I, I get frustrated by the smells as well. And I used to have a lot of allergies growing up and I, you know, really not raised on healthy foods directly because of my circumstances growing up and, and actually suffered from allergies 
off and on throughout my life. I don't really have much of a problem anymore because I've changed the way I eat and food I eat and getting more exercise, etc. Also wanted to share here, let's see, science has proven that chronic low-grade inflammation can turn into a silent killer that contributes to cardiovascular disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, and other conditions. It's another thing besides things like bad fats and the cholesterol creating blockage in your arteries, inflammation is another big one. And they're all interconnected and Inflammation is typically caused by eating those kinds of foods. The inflammatory process that we've talked about in previous podcasts, we did a whole segment on inflammation and how it's affected, how it affects our system. But the the memory is what we're talking about today and how it's affected by poor nutrition. As you have inflammation in the tissues, guess what? Your nerves aren't working as well. The neurons that transmit information from all your five senses into your brain, as, as well as your brain being able to retain the information you've taken in and store it properly are all affected by inflammation as well. And then inflammation is typically, for instance, can you remember a time you were really sick? Yeah. Okay. Uh, think about that for a moment. And uh, during an illness, your immune system kicks in. What's happening during the activation of the immune system is the same thing that occurs after an injury. And basically, inflammation occurs in the tissues. Uh, the body takes fluid. It's either taking in fluid or expelling fluid during injury or during illness. Your your body's actually trying to wash things out. And so it's trying to get those cells to open up and, and move out the, the good things, the bad things, moving back and forth and, and to help uh, rid itself of invaders or to heal itself. And so what happens during the inflammatory process, which uh, let's talk for a moment about your experience when you were sick. Do you, do you think your memory was good while you were ill? No, not at all. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I think about the times I've been ill. I forget trying to teach me anything when I'm sick, right? That's true, yeah. Yeah, okay, because your body now is in overdrive with the inflammatory process taking place, and all you can do is focus, your body can focus on healing itself. Uh, so the the whole process is, plus, plus think about what's happening to your senses when you're sick. Certain mm -hmm. senses are heightened, others are kind of shut down. You're nauseous, you've got fever, you've got a headache, achiness all over your body. A little tough to learn anything during those moments. Well, guess what? When you eat poor foods, the though being sick is a kind of the extreme in that a situation when you're eating poorly and the inflammatory process kicks in because you put things in your body that your body says, I don't like that. I don't want it in here. Get it out of me. Or it takes it in and it says, I don't know what to do with this because it's really not what I want. We've talked about cholesterol in the past where, you know, you eat a lot of these fats. Well, the the liver has to take it and reconstitute it. And that's where most of that cholesterol is created. But what happens is, for instance, like when you eat the red meat, the body processes that. It takes a long time to digest, goes into your bloodstream, and, and basically it triggers the liver to create more cholesterol and bad fats as opposed to the good stuff. And so that's mm -hmm. what happens there. Any comments about any Does of that? Does it do that with sugar too? Oh, yes. Sugar. Big one. <laughs> And we've done podcasts on sugar. If you're interested in the effects of sugar on your body, go back to some of the, I think that was prior to podcast 10, somewhere in there, or 15 anyway, somewhere along those lines on sugar and, mm -hmm. and how damaging sugar, just straight table sugar, you know, white sugar, uh, along with all the 
candy and the cakes and the pastries and and uh, those kind of cookies and all those things that are loaded with sugar, how they really are affecting your whole body. But guess what? It affects your memory. You know, temporarily, I don't know, think about it. If uh, you um, eat something high in sugars or drinks, uh, juices or sodas or things like that, can affect the way you're thinking. Uh, have you, can you think of any instances where that might have been the case for you? I, I can think of one for me. Go ahead. Oh, one time I, I uh, went to go take a test, and uh, I hadn't really eaten anything that morning. And I, I thought, okay, I'm, I need to have something. And and there just there wasn't much around. There was a vending machine, and it had soda in it. And so I bought a Mountain Dew, and of course that had <laughs> caffeine in it too. So it kind of gave myself a double whammy. When I got into that test, I couldn't think straight at all. And this is information I clearly knew. And I failed the test and oh, wow. just barely failed it. And I know it was because it basically gave me brain fog and, and affected those neural connections uh, for recalling the information. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I know um, on our way back from our trip yesterday, we stopped at this really huge um gas station called Bucky's. I don't know if they have them in California. I don't think I ever I haven't heard them. of that one. Have you heard of them? I have not heard of Bucky's. Nope. Bucky's. So it's like they've have like this beaver who's like their mascot. And it's almost like walking into like like they have gas stations like the gassing up spots on each side of the building. And it's like walking into a target. It's got everything. Clothing, <laughs> home decor. It's got m- multiple different things like food venues and it's insane, but they had a fudge station. And so I was like, yeah, we've eaten healthy all this trip. You know, we brought a bunch of food with us um, for the tournament. So I was making like organic wraps and um, just fruit and vegetables and snacking. And then I was like, okay, let's, yeah, let's try the fudge. So we got some and I had some yesterday and it almost makes you like high on the sugar. And then you feel like hungover afterward from like the low or your body's trying to recover, like getting the, like you said, the toxic stuff out. But that, that's crazy. Cause yeah. Absolutely. is the case. And, and when you go through periods where you're eating well, and then you go have the crap, even worse, even more yeah. magnified. If you're eating crap all the time, your body becomes a little more tolerable of it. But if you eat well and then eat a little crappy, you will notice it much, the difference more, far more significantly. Yeah, big difference. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, kind of like someone who who's never drank before. They drank very little and then they go drink some. They can only have a little bit. But if you're pounding down the, the brewskis or, or other alcohol on a daily basis, I mean, you know, they can drink a 12-pack or a case of beer and still not be drunk, you know, like your body's yeah. able to tolerate it. You build up a tolerance to it. However, you're, you don't realize or recognize the long-term damage you've done to your body by di- living that way. I mm. wanted to mention a couple of things this article here. Just read some things. The connection is a little clearer when it comes to memory loss that relates to blood vessel damage. The buildup of cholesterol plaques in brain blood vessels can damage brain tissue, either through small blockages that cause silent strokes or a larger, more catastrophic stroke. Either way, brain cells are deprived of the oxygen-rich blood they need to function normally, which can compromise thinking and memory. So that makes me think about how a lot of people don't realize that, especially as you get older and you've been eating poorly for years, you can have many strokes that you're totally unaware of. 
Those have, are the silent strokes? Yeah. Yeah, you're to, they're not so significant that they're uh, causing you visual effects. For instance, someone standing in front of you wouldn't necessarily see what a, you know, a, a, a significant stroke might cause you to slur your speech. Uh, you, you might find uh, drooping of the muscles of one side of the face uh, or, the, or the muscles of the hand or, or leg might be affected typically happens on one side when you're having a stroke you can have minor ones totally unaware of where you're just getting little tiny capillaries in the brain blocked by the cholesterol or or inflammation mild inflammation occurs either one reducing blood flow to the brain cells which causes cellular damage or death of the brain cells and uh, can affect the memory now if you have cellular damage of the brain cells you're all of a sudden whatever was stored there is gone and so again significant diet is so significant in long term the uh, here's a few things that are said in this article recommendations control your cholesterol quit smoking smoking is shown to be have a significantly higher risk to alzheimer's and we're going to talk about in the next episode, uh, memory and exercise. That's another one mentioned here is get out and get, get to walking. What's a good diet, Nikki? Um, greens, fruits, vegetables, and meats. What kind well, of meats? Fish, fish uh, chicken, less red meat, but yeah, more fish. Well, here's an article that says maximize memory function with a nutrient-rich diet by the Mayo Clinic, no less. Good to see those that, that the medical community is really to not just push medications. This article talks about uh, diets rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes, fish, healthier fats, and herbs or seeds provide brain-boosting memory function. They don't mention any other meat besides fish. And when related to fish, preferred fattier fish like uh, salmon, cod, falls in that category, though not as much omega-3s as salmon. Salmon's really the top of the list when it comes to providing the omega-3s you need from, from many kinds of meats. Uh, they also provide the, the B12 that's often deficient in vegetarians or vegans and other minerals. Really important to the body. That's why I've never really been into being a vegetarian or, or a vegan because you're actually missing out on specific nutrients that are important for your body. Can you supplement those things through uh, vitamins and taking minerals? Sure. And, and if you really don't want to eat any meat at all, there are other ways you can do that. But you, you really need to do that. I've known vegans and vegetarians that are very overweight and unhealthy looking. And mm -hmm. that's because they're carboholics. Uh, oftentimes think I can eat junk food as long as it's not meat. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't want to get off on that one. Um, but <laughs> right now, but uh, here, here, here's what's being listed in this article: berries, grapes, watermelons. See, I can even mention a little thing about why they are. Berries are antioxidant powerhouses that can protect the brain from oxidative damage, preventing premature aging, memory impairing dementia. Blueberries are a particularly rich source of anthocyanin and other flavonoids that may improve brain function. Grapes are full of a resveratrol. I see a memory boosting compound. Concord grapes are rich in phenyls and brain accessing antioxidants. So there you go. Grapes. Eat those grapes. Watermelons have a high concentration of lycopene, which is another powerful antioxidant. See, avocado is a rich food in monounsaturated fat which improves memory function by helping improve blood cholesterol levels when consumed in moderation in place of saturated fats. 
top on the list for vegetables, beets. You know, we're always telling our patients, eat beets, eat beets, beet beets. When I was growing up, I hated beets. I can't stand cooked beets. I think they taste nasty. But I started eating raw beets and putting beets in smoothies, and, and I'm fine. But beets are rich in nitrites, which are natural compounds that can dilate blood vessels to allow more oxygenated blood to reach the brain. So add those beets. Dark green vegetables, leafy green vegetables, are known for their disease-fighting antioxidants, such as vitamin C, and have been shown to reduce age-related memory loss. You know, one of the things I think we mentioned previously, too, and this is kind of a sideline to that, but vitamin C, a lot of old people start losing their teeth. We're more and more discovering that one of the reasons that's the case is because they're not no longer eating right. They're not getting the vitamin C they need, and essentially they're developing scurvy. Nobody's calling the scurvy. They go to the dentist. The dentist is more than happy to rip the teeth out. Instead of telling their their patients, hey, you you may be suffering from a severe gum disease, and that's why your teeth are loosening, and guess what? You've got scurvy. But nobody calls it scurvy anymore. But again, inflammation. Inflammation going on in, in the teeth and the gums. A uh, big sign that you're lacking in nutrients if your teeth are loose. Cracked wheat, whole grain, chickpeas, and lentils are examples of complex carbohydrates. Since brain cells run on glucose derived from carbohydrates and don't store excess, they need a steady supply of glucose. Complex carbohydrates are preferred brain food as they provide a slow, sustained supply of glucose. And that's the difference. Your brain needs glucose. People go, oh, I can just eat a candy bar or a cookie where I get my glucose. But when you eat the fruits, it takes longer to digest. They're healthier fruits. They're combined with all kinds of other ingredients God put into those fruits. And so it's all great for the body. They take longer to metabolize and are also high in folate, the memory-boosting B vitamin. So having memory issues, eat your grains with folate or take a folate supplement. Okay, and here we go with seafood. Fatty fish such as salmon, trout, mackerel, herring, sardines, cod, kipper, rich in healthy omega-3 fatty acids. These have been shown to improve memory when eaten one to two times per week. It's best to eat these in moderation as fish consumption can in increase cholesterol if you have too much of it. Interesting there, but again, you do need some cholesterol. So, again, they're, they're recommending a couple of times a week have fish. I like to have it more frequently. Probably eat fish three to four times a week. Shellfish and crustaceans, such as oysters, mussels, clams, crayfish, shrimp, and lobster, are good sources of vitamin B12 and uh, a nutrient involved in preventing memory loss. So the prevention of memory loss. Some nutritional uh, ingredients, vitamins, are good for uh, maintaining memory and, and improving memory. Others help prevent the loss of memory. Olive oil provides monounsaturated fats, which can help reduce LDL cholesterol levels. So if you're having a fish, have some olive oil. Cook it in olive oil. Extra virgin is the best processed Oil containing the highest level of protective antioxidant compounds. The nuts, and one of my favorites is walnuts that are high in omega-3s. Mm -hmm. Pecans and walnuts are similar. I think they would also contain yeah. uh, that same benefit. But these, uh, see, they help lower triglycerides, improve vascular health, help moderate blood pressure, and decrease blood clotting. Herbs and seeds. All the chocoholics out there are going to love this one. Coca-Cola <laughs> seeds are rich in the source of flavonoid antioxidants, which are especially important in preventing damage from LDL cholesterol and protecting arterial lining, as well as preventing blood clots. So, dark chocolate. Oh. Cocoa seeds. I mean, you can, you can eat the seeds. That's where you're getting, getting your chocolate from. And so, eating dark chocolate, considered 
uh, tends to be the darker the chocolate or the the lower the sugar content in it, the purer the dark chocolate, the more antioxidant value it has. So uh, I know a uh, father-in-law who's uh, 89 and actually brain and body working still very well. Uh, I think he takes a little uh, quarter-sized chunk of dark chocolate and has it every day. Mm. Let's see. Rosemary and mint are in the same herb family. Rosemary has been shown to increase blood flow to the brain, improving concentration and memory. Peppermint aroma has been found to enhance memory. Mm. And so peppermint and rosemary. Aromatherapy. Get it going mm -hmm. around the house. Rosemary and mint. Rosemary and peppermint are good for the brain. Brain function. Sesame seeds are a rich source of amino acid tyrosine, which is used to produce dopamine and neurotransmitter responsible for keeping the brain alert and memory sharp. Add sesame seeds to your food. Uh, that's a good one. Sesame seeds also are rich in zinc, magnesium, and B6, and other nutrients involved in memory function. Saffron has been shown in recent studies to have a positive effect in individuals with mild to moderate Alzheimer's disease. Those hmm. who took saffron capsules for 16 weeks presented significantly better cognitive function on average than patients on a placebo. Very good. Any other comments or questions on that, Nikki? You know, I was thinking about when you said sesame seeds never been good about doing like the sesame seeds flax seeds chia seeds uh what else is there like i know that they have a lot of nutritional value but i've never been one to add them to things yes and most people don't but they're really easy to do uh, adding them to salads really spices up the salads you know, do they taste good oh yeah when you mix it mix it with all the other stuff and a little bit of healthy dressing yeah oh yeah Okay. Yeah, you chew it all up and kind of don't even hardly know they're there. Uh, throwing them into smoothies, blending them up. It's good. Hmm. Yeah. So I need to get back into smoothies. Yes. We talked about that on a previous podcast. Yes. Now you can Getting more really throw just about anything into a blender and blend it up. And if, there's, if you don't like all the pulp, uh, run, the, run the smoothie through a strainer. Uh, you want some of that fiber. But if it's a little too thick for you, add water to it to thin it down or, or run it through a strainer to, to reduce any of the larger pieces out of there that you think are too much. Uh, mm. So that makes it a little mm -hmm. easier. Okay. I think we covered most of what we wanted to cover there. We're related to nutrition and, and memory. You avoid uh, exposure to toxic things. Avoid anything that could cause an inflammatory reaction in your body and your brain. And uh, eat the good foods which keep your brain health. Up. All these things tied into the memory and, and having good memory. We all need good memory. We need good memory of the good memories. Yes. I love when you talk about all the different specific foods because it's always like a reminder for me, and I'm sure the listeners feel this way too, um, just like you go through a log of what you're eating in your house and what you've eaten in the past, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, now I remember I, I should do that for breakfast or this for lunch or add that in at dinner and it just kind of um is a reminder of all the good foods that are available and how to use them in your diet on a daily basis so thank you for reminding us all yes thank you and thank everybody for listening yeah we appreciate all of our listeners and and uh listen at the end of the podcast there if you want information regarding how to access uh Everything from standard process supplements to our uh, Ocean Bay Naturals products, as well as how to contact and communicate with myself and Dr. Ingrid Fullerton regarding therapies. Definitely. Yes. Thank you so much, Professor Dr. Kell. 
And thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you next week for what are we talking about next week, Dr. Memory and exercise. <laughs> yes. Memory and exercise. Yes. Nutrition we talk about almost every week too, right? Yes. Everything's so connected, important. right? We're always yes. it's always tied back to eating right, eating well, and uh, staying healthy. Yes. All right. We hope you have a wonderful week, everyone, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For questions or comments, please email us at healthtalkwithdrkell at gmail.com. That's D-R-K-E-L-L at gmail.com. You'll find the lowest prices on standard process whole food supplements at holistichealth.standardprocess.com. As always, we recommend you seek nutritional advice from a qualified healthcare professional before starting a supplement program. And for natural and organic health and hygiene products, see our sponsor's website at oceanbaynaturals.com. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and host Nikki Sterling.